1: Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonti. It's a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We've got two guests lined up for you today. Uh, in about 20 minutes from now, we'll bring on our good friend Mark Armstrong from the ABC affiliate in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, WTVD. He's the sports director there. Obviously, covers North Carolina football along with NC State and Duke. So we'll get his thoughts on this matchup Saturday inside the dome between the Tar Heels and the Orange. Then next hour at, uh, oh, about one we'll bring on Steve Andrus to talk week seven of the NFL season, specifically from a fantasy football perspective. Steve from 4for4.com. We'll talk some baseball on the show. We'll certainly talk a lot of football on the show. But we begin, Seth, with some breaking news in the world of basketball, the NBA and the G League, more specifically, uh, making a big announcement uh, just moments ago.
0: Yeah, this is, a, this is a really big thing. I think this is a game-changer. Uh, ESPN's Jonathan Gavoni reporting, and and this comes straight from League President, uh, the G League president, so it seems pretty solid, uh, that the NBA G League is going to offer... Uh, alternative an alternative path to one and done recruits to uh, the best recruits in the NBA uh, in the US and and here's what Gavoni wrote uh, as part of a newly formed professional path starting in the summer of 2019 the G League will offer quote select contracts worth $125,000 to elite prospects who are at least 18 years old but not yet eligible for the NBA draft so this is going to target guys who are the, the best of the best the, the, the high school graduates who would just come to, to, to Syracuse, to Duke, to Arizona, to Kentucky and play their one year and get out. And this would give them a six-figure salary uh, and also the opportunity to benefit the, from NBA infrastructure as well as a bevy of off-court development programs, quote, geared towards facilitating excel and accelerating their transition to the pro game says President Malcolm Turner. Uh, This seems like a really big deal. This seems like a game changer. And I know we talked about this a lot in the spring. We talked about this with Darius Baisley of, hey, you're going to go to the G League. Congratulations. Nobody cares. Like, nobody's going to care about you in that G League infrastructure. And to me, that was a bigger thing than, like, you're going to go do this for thirty-five grand. To me, the bigger thing was, who cares about developing this guy if he's not going to be with us? It seems like they are kind of gearing this league towards that now where hey we'll open up a space that that we can develop these guys we can develop these players and then you know they can go to the draft and nobody's hurt by it nobody's you know killed by it oh and by the way they're going to get $125,000 which seems like a legit payday you know rather than Uh, You know, not that thirty-five thousand is bad, but compared to the numbers that were thrown around last week in court, thirty-five was nothing compared to what some players were allegedly getting. So, one hundred twenty-five thousand sounds great.
1: It does kind of seem to fall right in line with the numbers we were hearing in court last week, right? It does. Um, Wow, you're right. This this does feel like a game changer for college basketball and and for the NBA as well. And and I think we all believe and we are expecting that the NBA will. You know, do away with the one-and-done rule, and, and let kids jump straight from high school to the pros eventually. And it's probably coming sooner rather than later uh, in the next few years. But in the meantime, uh, this is their next step, I think, in that direction. And this is their way of making the G League an actual viable
0: alternative. And, and I'm curious to see how they do this. Do they say, hey, we're only going to offer this to, to 15 players, we're going to make one roster of players that are, are this? And, and maybe that's what they do. Maybe they say, hey, we're going to have one G League team that is just developmental, that is just players who are, you know, co- uh, would-be college players, would-be and duns." but instead they're sitting here, they're playing in the G League, and they're getting developed and ready to go to the NBA. And I- I'm really interested to see who takes this and who doesn't and how this affects the college game. Because, you know, like we said, back in, in April, it's not that enticing to go to the G league right now. It's not that enticing to go play in empty gyms. It's not that enticing to go play for uh, a coach that doesn't care about you in a league that is so physical and so overwhelming and playing against grown men when you're an 18 year old. But I would imagine that this could change that. And if this starts pulling people away uh, from college before that one and done rule, it feels like that really changes that that really impacts here. That really hits home and really impacts the college game. I know that prior to the one and done rule, you know, we we kinda looked at it and we were like, okay, well maybe it's it's what, five or ten players who are going every year. I feel like this has the potential to be more than that, to take away more than what it used to be. Prior
1: to that one and done rule, and that could really hurt college. You're right. It'll be interesting to see if they cap it to some degree. Um, if well, it's,
0: it says they're only offering, you know, select. i am right, select, right? So, so what,
1: but what does that mean? What does that mean? does that mean? Does that mean you know, 24 players take part in the McDonald's All American game? Does it mean you know, Apple. 24? Does it only mean, the winning team? Sorry. <laughs> right? Does it mean a dozen? Does it mean two dozen? Does it right. mean 50? I mean, what's select? Is it um, is it one or two? Is it one G League team? Is it two G League teams? I don't know. I think the other uh, thing you, you know. You just brought up a moment ago, you said it wasn't that enticing to go to the G League and play for $35,000 when nobody cares about you. I think it will also be more enticing to these guys if there are, are guys there like themselves. Like, Darius Baisley was going by himself. Like, he was in this unique position. If If now you're along for the ride with 15 others that are in the same spot as you coming straight from high school and, and going through this experience... You know what's the saying? There's safety in numbers. There's safety in numbers. You go. It it would be more enticing if, you know, you're going to be able to be there. It's almost going to be like it sounds like a you know, USA Basketball Developmental Camp. That's, you know, people do that yeah. every summer. And then this will just continue into the winter and you don't go to college and you get ready for the NBA draft.
0: Uh, that's actually exactly what it is. The, there's going to be a partnership with USA Basketball. The NBA is going to, you know, go to USA Basketball Camp and, and figure out which one of these prospects are good enough and, and which one of these prospects really are the top of the top. to. It seems like to go offer them this, this deal and this opportunity. To your point... Safety in numbers, I think, is a really big thing because I know one of the things that we talked about with Baisley was you're gonna go and you're an 18-year-old kid who's still a kid, right? You're a, a a child. You you are a teenager, but you're a child. And you're going up and you're you're gonna go play with people who are, you know, more or less grown men. They're adults. They're you're, you know, out of school. They've lived on their own for a number of years. Some of them might have families, some of them might have kids. And all of a sudden, you're in this weird oppor- this weird uh, position where you don't really know, and you can't really relate to anybody around you. Now, now all of a sudden, if you know the top five kids in in college basketball this year, uh, or the top five freshmen in college basketball, if if RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson and Nasir Little and Bull Bull all went to uh, play in this G League thing and they got their hundred twenty five grand, then. All of a sudden, at least they're together. At least they can relate. At least they're all 18 years old and together, right? And and, and it's not just like, hey, uh, I need a friend, but everybody on my team is 27 and has a kid. You know, right. they, there's, there's some kind of similarity there if you're going to go with three or four other guys and do this. And
1: we, you know, you you look at that Duke class, for instance, you know, the three of the top five, you know, recruits in the country, or, you know, depending on some services, it's the, the top three recruits in the country. Instead of recruiting each other to go to Duke, you wonder if they start recruiting each other to, to go to the G League. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it. Why don't you come with me? You know, we'll we'll, we'll, do, we'll go through this together. Um, you they know, absolutely it, and all could. these guys know each other from summer basketball and the AAU circuit and U.S say basketball and so on and so forth and go into these all-star games like the McDonald's All-America game or the Jordan brand classic, you know, hey, let's, instead of, you know, going to separate schools, why why don't we go do this G League thing together, we'll make some money and, um, you know, we'll we'll be in the pros together.
0: Can I throw the obvious cynical question out? Sure. Is 125 grand a pay cut for some of these kids? (laughs) I mean, that's the obvious cynical question to ask after this FBI trial, isn't it? Like, that's the obvious question to throw out there. We we were talking about this yesterday, where Brian Bowen, who was a a very good player, a five star player, but you know somewhere in the twenties to thirties, and he's offered a hundred thousand dollars by multiple schools. What are the best players being offered? See, to me, and, it's and funny <laughs> you should so bring I, that up. I hate to say that and be so cynical, but but what in the world was Zion Williamson, you know, being offered when his name came up in connection to Kansas? Like, what number is being thrown out there? Well I I'm so curious to know what that number was for the best of the best. And is it more than hundred twenty five thousand dollars?
1: Well it was money, it was jobs, jobs for the houses, parents, housing, cars. Cars. Um but could I make the case that what they're getting at the G League is is the fair market value they get one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. They sure. you know they could get housing from the teams. They could get endorsement deals. You know maybe they have access to a car. I don't know. Um, it, it sounds like it's I don't disagree mar- with you. It Sounds like fair market value, right? A- I don't disagree. They could get one
0: hundred twenty five grand, and then you know that those guys would all sign deals with Nike or Adidas or or Under Armour. Hell, we saw that they would <laughs> this week. We we have proof that those guys would be able to sign shoe deals. With Adidas or Nike or Under Armour or Reebok or whoever you want to say, uh, and and yeah, I, I mean that is, that seems to be relative fair market value for a, a high level high school player coming out of college, uh, coming out of high school, an eighteen year old kid. They can go make one hundred twenty five grand. They can get all the endorsements that they want. They can do whatever they want. And also, by the way, they would pro- I would imagine they'll probably get housing in whatever city they're sent to in the G League. And oh right, they're gonna have NBA trainers with them. Like th- this to me sounds like a legitimate plan to make this realistic. I've never thought the G League was an actual alternative until I saw this tweet 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago.
1: It is fascinating and it, the trickle down effect into how it affects college basketball um it's you know I don't think we can overstate uh what kind of impact it potentially could have. I am curious to know what select players means and if they're going to define that.
0: I would also say I would also say that College basketball got along just fine before they made everybody go to college. Sure. Right. College basketball got along just fine when Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant and Amari Stoudemire and Dwight Howard were skipping college. And I I will still say, I don't think there were that many players who were skipping college to go straight to the NBA because that's a really tough transition. Kobe Bryant struggled in the NBA right away. Kobe Bryant is, is arguably... What, a top five player, top ten player in NBA history struggled right out of the gate in the NBA because he was 18 years old and he was a kid. You know, so I I don't know that the one-and-done rule was keeping so many kids. I don't know that it was keeping 15 kids a year from going straight to the NBA. Did it keep five? Maybe. Okay, but you can get by without those five players. I, I'm curious to see how this affects it. Because see, this given, is a safer route, though. It is. That's what I was going to say. This is different. This is not going straight into the NBA. This is not going straight into the, the man's man's league. It is it is somewhere in between the college game and the NBA. And it's this transition that this seems to be more of a threat to college basketball, to me, than getting rid of the one-and-done rule. I think it absolutely in, is. In and, and here's
1: why. Because the the way that the old rule was, when guys could go straight from high school to the pros, it was you had to go in the first round to get your guaranteed contract so you had to be among the top 30 picks in order for this to pay off and if you risked it and you were wrong and you went 31st and you didn't make the team you couldn't go You're back to school and you right and you didn't have a guaranteed contract and you were in a whole lot of trouble this way again this this sounds safe this sounds like Select players to me sounds like they are going to be identified prior to making a decision. So, all right, you top have ten, top fifteen players have this, in the country. You know, you have this option. You could go for one hundred twenty-five thousand and you know work with NBA trainers and all that, and that's guaranteed if you decide that. Or you can go to college and you know you're right. there for a year or two, whatever the case it may be, be, and that's guaranteed. Whereas the the risk of going to the NBA draft and not knowing what was going to happen, it seems like they're eliminating that to some degree.
0: No, it certainly does. And and again, because they're eliminating some of the risk because it's not going directly into the league it feels like this is a safer route and could cause more people to want to go this way rather than the people who you know a decade ago or, or 12 years ago would have been going straight into the nba I, I could see more players wanting to take advantage of
1: this all right let's go to the phone lines uh, get a phone call on this uh, ben and Manley is kicking us off today on orange nation hey ben
0: hi guys um, I think this is a fascinating topic because, uh, as a huge NBA fan, I've been wanting them to do move more toward. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like what they do in Europe with like soccer teams, but they all have their own academies, right. and kids come up through the academies, you know, and they get more honest assessments, but they also get better coaching at younger ages, and the academies also you know, they can take care of parents, you know, because all of this, you know, isn't banned under some silly NCAA rule. And it's it's just, I wonder if the NBA has any ideas like that, because it is, I mean, it seems to be the most sort of forward-looking major sports uh,
1: league in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see the same thing. I mean, uh, what, like Lionel Messi was in the, the FC Barcelona system from what, the age of 12, 13, probably earlier? Um, I'm, I'm curious if, if I don't know that the NBA is looking to do that, but that is the interesting kind of next step, isn't it? Of, Hey, maybe, maybe it's worth it to, to put in the time and the effort and the resources and the money to have these kids in our building or in our system from the age of, you know, 12, obviously there are differences. Soccer doesn't have a draft. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's a little bit different. Um, uh, but I th- I think that this is a really good step in the right direction by the NBA. I think that if you're not going to get rid of the G League, this is a this is a good... Or if you're not going to get rid of the one-and-done rule, which it doesn't seem like they will um, until 2021 or 2022, I think that this is at least a good alternative, even if it's only here for <laughs> four years.
1: And just reading a little bit more about this, it says that the, the G League will, quote, be selective with the players they look to bring into the program with a strong emphasis on character and readiness to join a pro league. So this very much sounds like... For lack of a better term, they were going to be recruiting these guys and saying, All right, like we have it. identified you, 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 and you, and here's a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar offer if you want it, or, you know, go to Duke or Kansas or North Carolina or wherever else. But, you know, we're not gonna pressure you either way, but if you want to join this program, we would like to have you. That's that's kind of what it sounds like to me. And and you're right, nothing is going to change with the NBA's uh, one and done rule until what, twenty twenty two, I believe is the earliest they can change it. So this is a chance to, I guess, bridge the gap, maybe between where we are now and where we all think we'll be in twenty twenty two.
0: I think so. I think this is a, a good bridge to to that point. Look, this is it, if all goes according to plan. This is only a thing for three years, essentially, right? Because is it, or I, does it
1: continue even you know <laughs> even after you? That's a good
0: question, though. I don't know. Wh- what's the point of continuing it? Because if you if it's successful, you get more
1: players involved.
0: Yeah, but what's the point? But but. But if it's if you get rid of the wanting and done rule, then those kids who would be taking this deal
1: would just go to the NBA. Let me give you an example. Tyler Leiden after his freshman year. Sure. You know, he, he would have I don't think he has this option though. Oh right, right. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, like in terms of his his game, though. Right, he wasn't quite ready to go to the NBA, but, but he, he was knew, more he was than done, ready to be. At he was college, done with right. college.
0: You know, he, 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 he could have been here, done with college, but he wasn't ready for the NBA. So
1: so say that that's his game. You know, a year prior, where he's not quite ready to you know be on an NBA roster, Maybe. but you know that he's going to be a pro in a year or so. You know, could he say, yeah, I'll I'll take this offer, and you know, you still have your one. You have R.J. Barrett goes to the draft, and R.J. Barrett goes you know seventh in the draft. Um, but Tyler Lydon goes to the G League and gets. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see right. how it plays out. You, we have to see how they decide to actually do
0: this when they decide to make that rule change. Uh, you know, for the draft.
1: All right, we got to take a timeout. out. Uh, we'll bring on Mark Armstrong from WTVD in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Next, we're certainly going to talk to him about SU North Carolina on Saturday. We'll get his thoughts on this as well. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Jumper on the way. Good battle, nails the three.
0: Dungy leaps and into the end zone for Dungy. A touchdown. If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Howard for oh, the shot. Soaring through
1: the air, high flying
0: Slovakian. Screen pass here, he'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat, he'll do it. Touchdown Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time.
1: Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Fonte, Seth Goldberg with you up until 2 o'clock. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Of course, the big news today we talked about at the top of the show, in case you're just joining us, uh, the G League, G League President Malcolm Turner, telling ESPN that the league will now have a professional path allowing high school kids to Kids who graduate from high school to go straight to the G League, skipping over college, they're going to pay them $125,000. They're going to give them the resources necessary to become a you know an NBA player. You have to be at least 18 years old. Um, but this is an alternative for these kids. Instead of going to school for one year, they can go to the G League. It seems like a legitimate alternative now, opposed to when we were talking about Darius Baisley and the most he could make was thirty-five grand or whatever the the case may be. Uh, now they're talking about one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and they're talking about uh, identifying select players. So they're not going to be going by themselves. They're gonna they're gonna have some company uh, theoretically. You're gonna we have sh- some friends to go with. We yeah. should point out uh, that seven of the top ten recruits in the class of twenty nineteen are are not committed yet, including Isaiah Stewart, who Syracuse is after. Uh, you wonder if this news will, in any way, shape, or form, impact those seven guys who have yet to commit to a college.
0: I think you've got to. I think you've got to consider that. I think you've got to think that they that it would. I, I thought this was really interesting from Jonathan Gavoni, just trying to to fill in some more details. Uh, he said uh, he tweets. Uh, he was the one who wrote the story, but he tweeted out potential one and done prospects will already have access to this professional path starting at the NBA Summer League next July. The NBA academies and other NBA franchises such as Basketball Without Borders, All-Star Weekend, and the NBA Global Camp and more could also be utilized. I think that's an important thing because your high school season ends. The G League season, uh, the draft isn't until this coming Saturday. So then training camps start, then the season starts. They've got to have something to do for, for that
1: time in between. College practice doesn't start till October. You know, the season starts in November. You're talking about these guys becoming professionals, quote-unquote, as early as the summer.
0: Exactly. You you would get a little bit more. Gavoni also saying he's already gotten calls and texts from many of the top NBA agents. They're salivating at this development and think it will gain major traction. Also hearing from uh, some of the major college programs who are understandably nervous and want to hear more. I I think this is a really interesting thing to watch. I think this is going to be something that actually changes a little bit of the way that we look at college basketball and you know, could, could end up pulling some of these kids who are big-time recruits who don't really want to be in college for more than a year anyway,
1: don't go at all. All right, a couple questions, and, and Gavoni references these questions in his story or some semblance of these questions, but number one, how are these players going to be selected? Who's going to decide who the "quote unquote" select players are? How many will there be, and will international players be involved, or is is this just a a USA thing? I think it's only USA. I'm not sure they've decided yet. Well,
0: well, it's a partnership with USA Basketball. Okay, so I, I think it's only American players.
1: All right, that's interesting. So I think those three questions need to be answered, or at least two of them, if, if the USA portion of it has already been answered. How are they going to decide who these select players are, who's going to decide that, and, and how many will there be? I think you also have to look at the, the potential pitfalls of this, and we discussed a lot of these when we talked about Darius Baisley. Um, most of the guys make thirty five grand. So now all of a sudden you've got this 18-year-old hotshot coming in on your team who makes $125,000. Is he going to get along with the 28-year-old who's making thirty five grand?
0: I'm sorry, but Isaiah
1: Stewart is a more attractive player to the Understood. G League than 37-year-old Hakeem Warwick. Understood. I'm just saying, how will how will that dynamic work?
0: But you have, but hold on, you have that in the NBA, don't you?
1: Um, how is
0: how is that dynamic going to work? Where they're where all ni- stars in the 19, NBA, though, for the most 19-year-old part. 19-year-old Luka Doncic is making more than 28-year-old end of the
1: bench player. But you're not all. You don't automatically. You don't automatically go on a team like you're not going to go to the Lakers and you're. You know you're going to have a, a veteran. Pre- Chances are you're going to have guys that are better than you on the team, right? Is Luka Doncic the best player on the Mavs? Might be, might be. I mean, there are certainly instances of that happening, but I think most teams. He's making more
0: than Dirk Nowitzki rookie, this year.
1: The rookie doesn't automatically become the best player on the team. He's making more than Dirk this and year, and I think at the G League level that would be the case. Like, if R.J. Barrett went to the G League, he would be be more money than anybody else by by a factor of four. Right, but he would be the best player on the team immediately. Opposed to, if you go to the NBA, again, chances are, unless you go into a really bad team, chances are you're not the best player on the team, right? I think that factors into it a little bit. Uh,
0: The teams at the top of the draft are pretty terrible.
1: Yeah. There's a reason why they're at the top of the draft. I think there are exceptions to the rule. There are exceptions to the rule. But by and large, you're not the best player on the team. So I think that's something to keep your eye on.
0: And I I think that Woj outlined some of the concerns as well when when he tweeted. He said, uh, I have doubts about about how many top players will go this route. Some, yes, but the G League is full of early connecting flights, long bus rides, small gyms. It isn't glamorous. Big-time NCAA ball still has the trappings of exposure, packed houses, and private jets, and you'll get paid there too.
1: I'll tell you what I think the biggest drawback is, honestly— I think the biggest drawback is whether or not it's going to hurt your draft stock. And I think Darius Baisley saw that because a lot of people said Darius Baisley was not ready. And the closer he got to you know that situation, I think he realized he wasn't ready. And he didn't want to go and hurt his draft stock. So he's going to go work out on his own and get ready for the draft that way and, and kind of protect – His stock to some degree. Um, And so I think that's something we're going to have to keep our eye on. There is a risk involved with this. Now, if you're Isaiah Stewart and you already look like you're a grown man, is he going to be able to compete? Yeah. But Darius Baisley needed to put on some weight and muscle, and I think he was probably going to struggle. And so A guy like Zion Williamson, who's got the body, can go do this. And how many of those guys exist? Not many. So I think that's something you have to keep in mind as well, that they may identify... 15 players, but are all 15 going to be able to go and, and succeed and not hurt their draft stock?
0: Well, and and I asked the question that I asked at the time with Darius Baisley of, you know, how, how much are you in front of the NBA scouts in the G League? Because, you know, we act like they're, you know, we acted in a way like, oh, nobody goes to watch the G League. Like, no, the the NBA people are watching the G League all the time, right? They're, they're watching that league. They're watching those players all all the time, because they're, they might have to pick somebody out of there. They might have to sign 10-day contract guys. They might have to do uh, things like that and find a player to fill a role for, you know, a, a half a season, a month, whatever it might be. So I think that that league is pretty highly scouted. But the question becomes uh, the exposure thing, right? Because the exposure is the interesting word. To the common basketball fan going to Duke or Syracuse or Kentucky or, or Arizona or any school down the line, you're getting a lot more exposure there because you're playing at Cameron Indoor, you're playing at the Carrier Dome, you're playing on national TV every weekend, and and we are seeing you more. But is there a higher level of exposure to the scouts, a higher level of professional exposure if you go to the G League? Is there a higher level of 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 Attention paid to you. I would think. Given the attention that is paid to the G League. And I think the answer to that is yes. I think that you will get more looks from scouts if you're in the G League than if you're here.
1: Especially if on if you're on a certain team, like that team is going to to get to know you, right? Absolutely. And, and there's no guarantee that you will be drafted by that team, but they're gonna they're gonna get to know you. I think it's certainly gonna help the teams out. Um and from from that aspect, from the if their goal is ultimately to go to the NBA, I, I think it helps the players as well. Now, will they go there and feel like they're missing out on something because they didn't go to Duke or Kentucky and then March Maybe rolls around will. and they're not seeing the NC you know, they're not in the NCAA tournament, they're watching it on TV but they're and not. And they playing in, it. in Sioux Falls? Yeah. I think I think they'll miss it. And there is a trade off. That's why it's not a you know a slam dunk, uh, no pun intended. I I think, you know, there is there is some risk uh involved with this, just to, like we talked about with Darius Baisley. But I think less risk when you take into account the amount of money that they can. We're not talking thirty five thousand. Now no. we're talking one hundred twenty five thousand. Well, we're talking about becoming a professional months earlier. The training that's involved. The facilities you'll have access to. Well, and that's it is intriguing. Gonna,
0: that's what I was going to point out. Darius Basley, if he went and did this, he would have had nothing to do. Right, nothing professionally. No, no organized practices. Nothing to do until after the draft this weekend, and that does not seem to be the case under this plan. Under this plan, it seems like, hey, we'll get you into the system. We'll throw you on somebody's summer league team. We'll make our own summer league team to throw you guys out there and get you on the court and get you better. Oh, by the way, playing against guys who are now in the NBA, who are now professional basketball players in their own right. And so you you would think that as you're playing against players who are better, you are going to get better. And I, and I think that that is one of the most important parts of this, that they're outlining a way for these players to train and practice and, and grow prior to the start of, you know, fall ball, prior, prior to the start of, uh you know, the, the, the G League training camps. They're allowing these guys to go and get their work in over the summer. And I think that that could lead to players saying, hey, I... I don't want to worry about classes. I could sure I can go up to Syracuse. I could I could practice in the Melo Center all summer long. And then August is going to roll around and I'm only going to be able to practice for X number of hours and I've got to go to class and I and I got to do this and that. Or I can just go make my $125,000 and play basketball whenever I want.
1: And again, the NBA can't change the one and done rule until the year 2022 at the earliest. So to me this this seems like a bridge. It's Something they can do in the meantime, it's a, it's a step in the right direction to allow kids who don't want to go to college but are ready for the NBA, a chance to make some money, become a professional a little bit earlier. A lot of questions still to be answered. Namely, who's going to decide who the select players are? How is that process going to go down? Maybe even how, how these players are going to be assigned to teams, as, as you pointed out. Is it going to be one team made up primarily of these players who you know could be freshmen in college? Or are they going to be scattered about?
0: I think the I think the one team thing is the most interesting alternate uh, idea, right? And and that's just an idea that I threw out. That's not from anywhere. But I think that's the most interesting idea because then you're not worrying about being on the Raptors team or the Knicks team or the Warriors team or whoever it might be, where that team is not going to care about developing you. It seems like it would unless they the want most, to draft you, uh, well, but there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to. So I think that the thing that would make the most sense is to say, "Hey, we're going to make one developmental team. We'll, we'll call them whatever we want to call you think them." Think they would we'll get them. killed though? Maybe night in and maybe night out. Maybe they would. Maybe they would. But if the league hires a coach and the league hires, you know, the people to make it run and and to make it go and develops players, you know, the the way that players need to be developed, it, you know, to get to that next level, I it maybe the results don't matter. To an extent, you know the the results don't get really crushed matter. Crushed every
1: night, though. I, I don't mean, know. you would
0: feel you would feel terrible. A group about yourself. of
1: uh, a team of eighteen-year-olds going up against you know twenty-four to thirty-three-year-olds uh, who've been good. professionals. Um, I'm not sure they'd be able to compete night in and night out. I don't know I think some of those either. guys would be able to, but I, I don't know if
0: I'm not sure that they would either. But I I think that logistically that makes the most sense. We talked about this with Darius Basley. If he's drafted top overall pick, you know, by whoever, say the the Charlotte Hornets G-League team. They have the top pick, then and, and they take, you know, the Darius Baisley or R.J. Barrett or Zion Williamson or or Nasir Little or, or Isaiah Stewart, right? Name the guy. Why should the Charlotte Hornets care about developing that guy? Why should the Charlotte Hornets and the coaching staff that is hired by the Charlotte Hornets? Why should they care at all about that guy's future when there's no guarantee that they get him the next year? Well, so I think that it would make the most sense to take that that
1: part out of the equation. That's why I say, it, it, to some degree, it, it'll be interesting to see how they assign the players to teams and if they scatter them about. Again, not everybody is going to be a top three pick. I mean, you might be, have the guy who you know is the twentieth best player, you know, of that group, and if you like him a lot, you could certainly draft him in the first round next year. So you're right; it, different teams will have different motivations in terms of how much they use that guy or. How how much they want to develop that guy. So I totally understand that. That is one of the questions that needs to be answered. But I do think this is fascinating. I do think it's more intriguing now for high school prospects, uh, you know, the, the star players. Um, I think there is an allure to the G League that, that maybe didn't exist uh, prior to today's announcement. So it is it is fascinating stuff. We'll have to see how the whole thing plays itself out. We do need to take a time out. Steve Andrus from 444.com joins us next. Keep it here. Orange Nation rolls out right after this on ESPN Radio.